Let me take you back to the early days of the pandemic when we were all running out to buy toilet paper. It was a weird time. It was a weird time. There was a lot of strange psychological stuff going on back then, but certainly the rush to buy toilet paper was perhaps one of the most odd of those experiences. But it turns out there is, in fact, a shortage of paper in this country. It's the paper we use to make magazines, to print books, to make envelopes, printing paper, that kind of stuff. There's actually a shortage of it in this country. The most recent report that's been out was last week from a publication called The Logic on how a lack of number 10 windowed envelopes is causing no small amount of chaos at Toronto's city clerk's office since they are mandated to send out information by mail. And of course, they're not alone. The banks are supposed to do it too, unless you opt out. So we're short. We're short of this stuff. Uh, But open up that envelope story and you'll find out there's actually a much broader issue surrounding paper shortages in this country. A story of shutting down domestic capacity. Does that sound familiar? Of transferring it overseas to places like China and Indonesia where it's cheaper. Does that sound familiar? Sending them raw supplies so they can send us the paper back. Does that sound familiar? And then, of course, we're left in short supply uh, when supply chain issues uh, and increased demand took over. So what exactly is going on? How can a country like Canada be short of paper? It seems almost ludicrous. Joining me now to explain is Sandy Donald. He's the publisher and editor of PrintCan, Canada's foremost publication on the printing industry. Thanks for your time tonight. Hey, thank you. Now, this mightn't be something, I mean, it hasn't gotten a whole lot of coverage because I went looking to see if it had been covered a lot, but there is a paper shortage in this country and elsewhere right now. What's going on? Actually, it's a world paper shortage. Uh, The paper market, by and large, is sort of a world market. Uh, Canada doesn't actually, we don't produce as much paper as we used to. And the paper market itself, or the pulp and paper market itself, actually, sorry, has different breakdowns. Uh, The stuff that would most affect the public is what's called fine papers or writing papers. It's sort of the higher grade if you want to call it papers, whether, you know, magazines printed on it, whether you get a direct mail thing, envelopes, all that sort of stuff, it fall all falls into the uh, fine papers market. Uh, as I said, Canada isn't as big a player in it as we used to be. Um, what's happened, this has sort of been something that's, um, it's taken about 10, 12 years for this sort of to sort of play itself out. Um, from about 2000 on for at least 10, 12 years, um, basically there was an oversupply of paper in the world market. A certain number of uh, paper mills shut down or they shut down older machines or they converted the machines to other uh, basically form of paper products, whether it was uh, corrugated or liner board for quite literally cartons, that sort of, um, you know, corrugated cartons, that sort of thing. Um, or for other paper products, whether it was tissue or that sort of thing. Right. So the uh, world capacity for paper was reduced because quite literally they weren't making any money. Then we had the pandemic, which basically made things even worse. And then um, when the pandemic was over, it was like somebody hit the accelerator button. All of a sudden, plain something just wasn't enough paper and um canada has been actually for fine papers we've been a net importer for you know quite a while 
That seems, well, we, that seems, I mean, I think if you ask the average Canadian, do we make our own paper? The answer would be, yeah, of course we do. Look at it. Look, look at how many, look at, look at, look around you. That's, that's interesting to know, Sandy. I had no idea. Because actually there was, um, like in Vancouver, there were a couple of paper mills in the British Columbia area that actually shut down. Mm -hmm, um, whatnot. And you know, that happens right across Canada. Mm -hmm. We, we, we got a lot of our, um, I guess, sort of, I wouldn't call it surplus, but sort of the extra paper we needed, uh, we got that either from uh, Asia, from like China, or believe it or not, in particular, uh, Indonesia, right. or we got it from Europe. Well, when the economy picked back up, in particular China, um, all of a sudden the Chinese didn't even have enough paper for their own market, let alone to ship overseas. So that source kind of dried up. And then, as I think most people are aware, there were all sorts of supply chain problems that, you know, what used to take a month to get here all of a sudden was taking three, four months and whatnot. And for Europe, it was, again, the capacity in Europe was um, sort of reduced pretty dramatically. When things picked back up, all of a sudden there was all sorts of paper price increases coming through like almost on a monthly basis. And it, it quite literally, it became um, getting a hold of the paper to print whatever it was, whether, you know, a book, in some cases, even magazines, all that sort of stuff became very difficult. Uh, as it, the, you know, there's the interesting thing, I gather Britney Spears was going to do a sort of tell-all book. Uh, Donald Trump was going to do a book. Quite literally, the books couldn't be published. Not that they couldn't find buyers for the books. They couldn't find the paper for the books. It's amazing. They're having to ration, ration, or at least yes. make choices with paper. Uh, you've touched on it already, but I guess what drew me to this story was this lack of envelopes, and that's obviously impacting all kinds of organizations such as banks, which still use you know mail. Um, but we're seeing a pretty broad impact here. Uh, where where are you seeing the impact, Sandy? Uh, the, well, like the for the. Um, Envelope manufacturers and whatnot, let's say they bought, buy the uh, fine papers or the raw paper and whatnot. And yeah, they've had a problem getting enough to, in effect, you know, supply them. Um, as I said, this has happened, right? And we've actually, we've even seen some printing companies. Uh, what happened is when things pick back up, uh, especially on the higher volume users and people that were sort of buying paper by the rolls as opposed to sheet. They were put on allocation. Well, wow. some of the printers that like printed publications, they were put on allocation based on the volume that they bought during the bottom end of the uh, pandemic. Right. When things pack back, picked back up, and that they didn't have the, even if they sold more, they didn't have the paper to print it, but they financially, in effect, uh, I, one there was one uh, they printed a lot of newspapers in um, Ontario outfit uh, McLaren uh, printing and whatnot. They were I think they were about 10, 11 million dollars before the pandemic. During the pandemic, they went down to about six million, which isn't wasn't sustainable for them. And then they got stuck at that sales after the uh, because they couldn't get the paper after the pandemic. Well, they. they basically couldn't afford to keep going for, forward. So the whole operation closed down. Wow. So, it, so, so this is, I mean, Sandy, how would the normal, how would the average consumer notice this, do you think? 
Uh, so there's even been cases of more so in the states, but there've been cases like magazines quite literally haven't been able to print or they can't do as long a print run because they can't get the paper to print the magazine. So it's almost in some cases they've had to put their subscribers on an allocation. Okay, you get the magazine this month, but next month you don't get the magazine, somebody else gets it. Um, it they was actually usually for, um, if you call it the book business and whatnot, which actually, uh, Books did, printed books did actually quite well during the pandemic. Indeed, right. Lots of, uh, lots of time on people's hands. But uh, like usually for you know, basically selling of books, Christmas is the big time. Well, this last year, there were a pile of uh, books that were going to be printed, but the publishers quite literally couldn't find the paper to have the books printed. And the sort of the book manufacturing, the book printing business, um, basically it was more or less running on overtime. Everything they, if it, they had no, really no capacity left, but to increase the capacity, everything like that, well, you need more paper and they couldn't find that. It wasn't so it, they, they effectively, the book publishers went on, they were effectively on allocation. They had to decide, okay, you know, we got 15 titles we want to do but we only got enough paper for 10 of them. So the other five, we're just gonna have to sort of wait. Where, where this is going to sort itself out. Uh, Sandy, you were mentioning this before the break, how does this get sorted out? What what needs to happen now for this to stop? Because one presumes that when there's, where there's demand, supply will come eventually. Unfortunately, this is going to take a, a bit of time to sort itself out because like paper mill, building a paper mill, you're talking of a couple of billion dollars. And if you go to build a new paper mill and whatnot, it takes years to, in effect, uh, to build it and to get everything online. So this is a problem that looks like it's going to persist for a while. Uh, the actual, if you call it the transportation end, that's sorting itself out. But uh, the capacity for uh, making paper that's an area that has been dramatically reduced and it's not going to be sorted out uh, anytime soon. Where do you see the impact of that then going forward? I mean, what may we see uh, when it comes to things like magazines and newspapers and books and envelopes and writing paper, printing paper, all the things that we as consumers often find to be quite plentiful in this country? One gets the impression that that mightn't be the case, at least, and the prices may go up, obviously. Oh, the, the prices definitely, as I said, for a lot of printers, and actually, because we go to the printing industry, we were sort of, we've been reporting price increases almost on a monthly basis. Um, I think in the last year, the, uh, depending on the grade and everything like that, the price of paper has gone up by, oh, gads, 35 50%, depending on what the grade is. And it, it doesn't look like those price, basically, it looks like those price increases are still going to keep coming. Um, so we're, we're playing the simple, we have to work our way through a shortage, which will take time to work way through. It's not going to be, um, you know, fixed in uh, three, six months or anything like that. So there, there is going to be some things that, you know, just, there isn't the paper available to print them, so that it, it's not going to happen. Um, what's happened is the larger printers, sort of the high volume 
uh, printers and whatnot, they're the ones that got put on allocation. They were ones that were sort of affected first and the most. And then it sort of worked its way down. The smaller printer, if you want to call it the uh, your printer around the corner and whatnot, they, uh, in most cases, they print on sort of uh, what's called sheet-fed presses, that sort of thing. They've been affected, but not to the extent that the bigger players, there are, there are actually, there have been, um, in the last uh, 30, 60 days, there's been sort of announcements of a number of catalogs that have been just, they're discontinued because they can't find enough paper to print the catalogs. Uh, that's happened in the States, and but there are some catalogs in Canada that have uh, basically sort of been put on hold. Even some of the stuff like, you know, the direct mail flyers you get, you're probably going to see fewer of them because it's quite a bit more expensive to print them. But also it's, um, there isn't the paper available. Um, for some printers, it's quite literally, um, actually I know of a printer, they, uh, they're one of two, three printers in Canada that actually print comic books of all things. Right. The sales manager is spending 80 to 90% of his time trying to find the uh, basically the paper to print the um, cartoon book or the uh, comic the com books on because his thing is he said if I can find the paper I can sell the job but I got to find the paper first and he's the sales manager for which is but but yeah, that's so just you said you've been doing this for a long time you know this industry really well you must be a bit surprised that this is all turned out the way it it has suddenly for Canada. Well, there was, uh, as the paper mills, you know, up to 2020, as machines are being either decommissioned or they were being uh, turned over other things and whatnot. At the time, I can remember, you know, concern of people in the industry is, you know, basically, is this going to come back to bite us? And that's exactly what's happened. Um, there isn't... Uh, Canada still, we, we still export, I believe, a reasonable amount of pulp, which is the primary uh, ingredient that goes into making paper. But the actual amount of paper that we're manufacturing here, that's gone down very definitely in the last 20 years. It's gone down dramatically. We, we used to be a net exporter of you know, fine papers or printing grade papers and whatnot. We're not anymore. And... You know, whether that's going to work out, whether Canada is going to become, you know, basically we're going to start putting in paper machines and paper mills and whatnot, don't know at this stage in the game. I'm not aware of any announcements of additional machines or additional mills going in in Canada at all. It is, it is the height of irony, Sandy Donald. Thank you so much oh. for your insight on this and your expertise and your time tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.